Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to our book reading for today, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. We continue on page 166. The fighting begins at Uhud. When both armies drew near, the standard bearer of the pagans, the most valiant man of the Quraysh, Talha bin Abi Talha Abdari, came forward on his camel and issued a challenge. He was answered by Zubair bin Awam, radiallahu an. Zubair jumped onto Talha's camel, threw him down to the ground and slew him. Allahu Akbar, cried the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and all his men echoed the cry. After the first ritual encounter, the two armies set upon each other. Khalid bin Walid, who was the then head of the pagan cavalry, attempted three times to reach the rear. Each time he was pushed back by the shower of arrows launched by the Muslim rear guards. The Muslim soldiers concentrated the attack on the eleven standard bearers of the pagans until they were all wiped out. As the enemy's standard sunk to the ground, the Muslim soldiers hurled themselves against the enemy. They charged into the ranks of the enemy forces and slew them in large numbers. Two Muslims, Abu Duyana and Hamza, fought with great prowess, and their heroic feats on the battlefield were to become legendary in Muslim military history. Tragically, Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib, the Lion of Allah, was martyred in the same battle he had dominated. He was killed by the javelin of Wahshi bin Hab, an Abyssinian slave, who with that successful throw earned his freedom from his master, Zubair bin Mutim. Hamza had killed Zubair's uncle, Tu'aim bin Adi, in the Battle of Badr, and the grieving Zubair promised Wahshi his freedom in return for Hamza's head. With his freedom in sight, Wahshi sat behind a rock, awaiting his chance to strike. As Hamza stood deftly beheading Sabah bin Arafat, Wahshi launched his javelin. It pierced Hamza's abdomen and came out from between his legs. The Lion of Allah had fallen. Despite the loss of Hamza, the Muslims managed to overcome the unbelievers who, faced with yet another defeat, began to flee. The pagan women also scattered as some of the Muslim soldiers gave chase. Some of the Muslim troops set about putting the fallen enemy to the sword and looting the enemy camp. It was at this point of perceived victory that events began unraveling. The archers who had been entrusted with the safety of their brothers in faith disobeyed the Prophet's explicit orders and deserted their stations to join in the looting. Forty of the rear guards descended the mountain and left the Muslims vulnerable to a comeback attack by the enemy. When Khalid bin Walid saw the sudden vacuum created by the disappearance of the Muslim rear guards, he decided it was time to strike again. He and his men wiped out the ten archers guarding the rear. They then went around the mountain and surprised the Muslims from behind. Now that the Muslims were surrounded, Khalid's cavalrymen raised a war cry and rushed back to retrieve their lost honor. Standing at the rear along with seven of the Ansar and two men of the Muhajireen, the Prophet, peace be upon him, clearly saw Khalid's cavalrymen appear from behind the mountain and he called out at the top of his voice, O servants of Allah, come to me! The pagans who were positioned closer to him heard him call out, one of these squadrons followed his voice and charged his way in a bid to finish him off before help could arrive. 
as the enemy approached the prophet said whoever protects me from them deserves paradise and will be my companion in paradise a man from the ansar heard the prophet's call for help and rushed to shield him at the expense of his own life the enemy surged toward the prophet peace be upon him and drew even closer the prophet repeated his call and another of his companions advanced on the enemies and made them retreat at the cost of his life one by one all seven ansar fell trying to save the prophet when the seventh ansari was slain only two of the muhajirin talha bin ubaidullah and sa'id bin abi waqas remained with the prophet peace be upon him now the pagans directed their main attack at the prophet peace be upon him a rock flew at him and he fell on his side one of his lower right teeth were broken and his lower lip was cut and his helmet was broken exposing his head and forehead as an enemy soldier thrust his sword at the prophet peace be upon him he caught his bone below the eye and two rings from the prophet's helmet pierced his face someone else struck the prophet's shoulder with a blow so powerful that it left him in severe pain for about a month luckily he escaped severe injury because of his double coat of mail even as the ansar and the muhajirin were risking their own lives to keep the prophet peace be upon him safe he had incurred injury sa'id bin abi waqas unleashed a volley of arrows at the pagans and the prophet peace be upon him kept supplying him with more arrows from his own quiver saying encouragingly keep shooting may my mother and father be sacrificed for you there was talha bin ubaidullah fighting against the whole band of enemies as if he was the only one in the field by the end of the battle he had 35 or 39 injuries Talha shielded the prophet peace be upon him from the enemy's arrows and swords with his hands until his fingers bled profusely and were palsied as the arrows pierced his fingers he gasped involuntarily the prophet peace be upon him comforted him if you had said bismillah you would have been lifted by the angels before the very eyes of the people with human efforts faltering allah sent down supernatural allies to the rescue of his prophet jibril or gabriel alayhisalam and mikael or michael descended and fought on his behalf more muslims rushed to the prophet peace be upon him and they too defended him fiercely the first to come to his aid was abu bakr radiyallahu an along with abu ubaida bin jarra Abu Bakr radiyallahu an saw the helmet rings embedded in the prophet's face and tried to extract them but it was Abu Ubaida who succeeded in pulling out the metal rings with his teeth losing two of them in the process they then advanced together to sustain the sev- severely wounded Talha bin Ubaidullah friend and foe alike gravitated towards the prophet peace be upon him who quite naturally was the focal point of the whole scene among the muslims Abu Dujana Mus'ayy bin Umair, Umar bin Khattab and Ali bin Abi Talib flanked the prophet even as the pagan soldiers continued to swarm around him their attacks penetrating deeper and deeper the muslims took all possible measures to beat them back some of them were shooting arrows others putting up defenses some fighting on fiercely while others resorted to deflecting arrows with their hands the enemy targeted the muslim standard bearer mus'ayy bin umair countless swords hacked at his right hand severing it mus'ayy transferred the standard to his left hand and he upheld the standard on his knee supported by his breast and neck until his last breath 
Since Musaib resembled the Prophet to a great extent, his killer, Abdullah bin Kam'ah, thought he had slain the Prophet, peace be upon him, and jubilantly shouted out that he had killed Muhammad. The news flew around the pagans who, in a surge of complacence, immediately eased the pressure on the Muslims. And that's where we leave our book reading for today. We're reading from the book, When the Moon Split, a biography of the Prophet Muhammad wasallam. The book has been compiled by Saifur Rahman Mubarak Puri. If you'd like to download this and other podcasts, you're welcome to do so. Go to vocfm.iono.fm and click on the book reading channel. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.